Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jesus Nolan, and I am joined by my friend and yours... Michelle Nolan. Wow, Michelle said her full name. No extra... Are you sure? You sure yeah. about that? Okay, we're going to move on. I can think of anything. Yeah, funny. Thank you for joining us today, even though it's musting here because we've been working too hard. If this is your first time listening to us, we are the Musty Collective and we motivate ourselves to become better storytellers. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. She is a current associate professor of film and television at Lossier University and has worked as an assistant director for a number of famous television shows. Welcome to the show, Carrie Specht. Hi, thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Is that as generic hello as possible? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're really glad to have you here. Uh, Obviously, the show is going to be amazing. We welcome uh, Carrie and to our Musty Collective. We're super excited to have you. Let's start the show. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Thank you for being on the show today. Oh, we want to officially uh, give you the honor of being a musty creative. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, essentially, a, a musty creative is someone who works really, really hard at their craft, as you have, mm-hmm. True. and then also doesn't give up, shows that grit and perseverance, even in the face of adversity. Well, I've come close sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still working at it. Awesome. Getting into it, we just wanted to first talk about uh, your life as far as starting um, in the industry. Okay. Uh, where did it first begin? What was that first movie that inspired you to say, I want to go and make that? And Oh, okay. To add to that, was your family supportive and you know, where, where did you get any mentorship in that? The first film I ever saw that wanted, got me thinking about working in the business was actually when I was, I want to say nine Oh, wow. And people my age, they always say Star Wars, but for me, it was The Sting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it actually, this was like a re release yeah. uh, when it came out. But um, my friend's divorcee mom yeah. took me to see it, and my mom had no idea that oh. this woman was, I was a sleepover, right? Yeah. And so when my mom found out, she was pretty upset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't recall there being any real bad words in there, except right. maybe damn. Or right. something like that, um, but yeah, I absolutely love the Sting. And it, yeah. I, I, for people who don't know, it yeah. won Best Picture in 1973. Okay. Stars Paul Newman. It's about four Robert years for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a fun heist film oh, and, yeah. and a con movie. Yeah. With two of the most gorgeous men who've ever been <laughs> in the film. And um, can you name those gorgeous men? Yeah, Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes, Robert Redford, of course, yeah. a young Robert Redford. Yeah. Who, yeah. He. he Virtually looks exactly the same today, yeah. but his face is in leather. <laughs> right. um, and so it was just a fun, fun film. And I yeah. thought even at that age, oh, my gosh, I want to do this. Wow. So all in my upbringing, um, even though I lived in a relatively small town, there mm-hmm. was a ridiculous amount of theaters. Mm-hmm. And I had friends who worked at all of them. Oh, so wow. I was able to go see movies for mm-hmm. free. Yeah. Um, so I saw a lot of movies growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom actually was the one who introduced me to the first classic movie um, oh. on PBS one day. They were showing Singing in the Rain. Okay. And my mom was always supportive um, of my sister and I and yeah. my other siblings to do whatever we wanted to do. She wasn't one of those kind of parents who were like, oh, you can do anything. Yeah. But she <laughs> was supportive in the fact that whatever we wanted to do was great. So... Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I never had any pushback. My sister's an actress. She never had yeah. any pushback either. Wow. But um, my undergraduate degree is in screenwriting. Okay. Um, I went to San Francisco State, Okay. Uh, was, which wasn't all that far from my hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I had no intentions of going to grad school. Yeah. But after a year of graduating, I was like, what the heck am I doing? Because I'm not working in the business. Mm-hmm. And how do I ever hope to work in the business in San Francisco? Yeah. Um, it was a very close-knit mm-hmm. community of, of commercial making. Mostly, okay. <clears throat> and I didn't know anybody, so I applied to grad school at NYU and a couple other schools. NYU was the only one that accepted me, so I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'm going to NYU." Yeah. Um, so while I was there, um, I started working in um, commercials and music videos as a produ- um, production coordinator and production manager. Wow. 
And um, it was a really good experience. I also produced, like, I don't know, I can't remember. It was a high number of student films, like eight. Mm-hmm. And all of them went to major festivals. And many of them, I almost want to say all of them, won some kind of award or another. Yeah. Um, I should say I was the only producing major at the school <laughs> at the time. Yeah. So I got to pick and choose. So, But I, I am convinced that these films would not have done as well without me. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it like it is. Hey, standing <laughs> yeah. your truth. So, um, yeah, I never wanted to do anything else. It was the only thing mm-hmm. I ever thought of as doing a profession. I don't think there was anything like, you know, when I was a kid of, of thinking about being a fireman or a policeman yeah. or do anything you, like that. Do you happen to remember before that that nine-year-old experience, maybe some, some other career? No, not at all. Wow. You know, I was, I don't think I was aware before that of thinking about a, a career. Yeah. yeah. My mom was a stay-at-home mom until I was about junior, junior high, mm-hmm. and then she became a stockbroker. Yeah. My dad, I never understood what he did. He worked <laughs> in, yeah, he worked in Silicon Valley. He mm-hmm. moved from different um, companies to other, and he ended up working at Atari until it shut down. Wow. But I, Never, he had a bunch of initials. He was like the project manager for the NBC, I whatever, and I, yeah. I never knew what that was. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, for all I know, he was working for the CIA undercover. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was like yeah. His cover. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I don't I have no idea yeah. how I became interested in it other mm-hmm. than what I just told you, and then mm-hmm. I just stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, mentors. Golly, I, I mean, other than my professors, yeah. you know, I had some really great professors at San Francisco State who I believe are still teaching there, okay. um, whose names escape me at the moment, but yeah, that, when I remember all, them, I'll tell that's you. That's all good, yeah. Um, and then I had some great professors at NYU. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was mostly when I was done there, I moved back to California. Yeah. I went to, came to LA because I had friends here. And mm-hmm. I want to say for at least six months, it might have been longer, I was couch surfing. from one place to another yeah um and then finally after about a year um someone recommended that i apply to the directors guild of america trainee program okay and despite its name you're not being trained to become a director you're actually Mm -hmm. being trained to become an assistant director okay i got in um and i was there i finished the program in two years which is what you the time that it takes to finish it yeah and then became an assistant director and i was assistant director for 10 years Wow. Um, as a second AD. Yeah. Um, and for some of our audience, mm-hmm. our musty collective out there, yeah. um, we know what director does. Uh-huh. Some of us do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, can you take us to the through the responsibilities of an assistant director? Yeah, it's a management position. Okay. You know, a first director is the person who's handled all this upper management scheduling and recruiting and um, planning yeah. uh, ahead of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you get to set, and what they call a key second AD is then taking all of that and planning the day-to-day work. Okay. And then the second second, which is what I usually did, uh, was the one who was on set um, helping set background, or actually mm-hmm. the person who did set background, mm-hmm. helping to communicate to the different departments, because the first would just tell you, go check yeah. with them, mm-hmm. go check with them. Um, and you also dealt with the actors, making sure they were on time and communicating if they weren't, and getting them breakfast, yeah. <laughs> um, getting them through the works, which is hair, makeup, wardrobe, yeah. and then letting them know how long they have to wait, and then letting set know, okay, they're ready, and can you give me an estimate? Right. Um, the getting ready part is like fast, 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 lots of juggling. Yeah. But definitely. then you sit around and wait <laughs> yeah. until they need them. Mm-hmm. So I remember getting a lot of sunburns um, while mm-hmm. I was outside in what they call base camp. Yeah. But once you get to set, and of course you've checked in all the background who are the people who don't speak. Uh, once you get to set, then you're pretty busy setting background. Uh, most shows have um, what they call a bullpen okay. where there's a main office yeah. where mm-hmm. there's a lot of people walking around, whether it's, um, you know, a stock brokerage or a police station or the FBI or something like that. They're yeah. for production value to make it look like they're actually mm-hmm. spending money on the show. Yeah. They have a bullpen where there's a lot, even on West Wing, they had like the mm-hmm. main corridors right. where they, they had to have a lot of people to populate it yeah. to make it more alive. Right. Right. So you have to go out there and you have to set them. Now, mm-hmm. set them sounds like you're just putting them in one place, but mm-hmm. you actually have to give them some direction. Okay. Um, and the second second does that because if the director did it, then they would be uh, considered a, a day playing actor mm. and you'd have to pay them a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So anytime a director starts to walk up to a background artist, one right. of the assistant directors were should 
intercede and go, oh, um, what would you like me to tell them to do? Oh. Mm-hmm. Thus saving production a lot of, a money. Lot of money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have to say, look, you're a uh, secretary in the police station. Yeah. So you're going to have to go over with a manila envelope to that desk, talk to Sergeant so-and-so, who will be sitting there. I haven't decided who that is yet. Who's yeah. ever sitting there? Sergeant <laughs> yeah. so-and-so. They're going to be on a phone call. When they get off the phone, you're going to talk to them, and then you're going to switch paperwork and walk over there. But then you're going to wait for the actor to come in and say their lines. And when they start to go, one direction you're going to go the other direction basically it comes down to using five or ten people and make them look like three or four times as many okay so mm-hmm. they're always keeping the screen alive right like so. making the world like seem alive yeah to the mm-hmm. to the viewer in the background yeah otherwise okay. you got nobody in the background which no yeah. world is like that right mm-hmm. and you might watch a movie or a tv show and go there's something not right here yeah mm-hmm. why it's just lacking energy Right. So mm-hmm. even if the camera is focused in a way where it's not deep focus and you can really only see your principal actors, mm-hmm. you have to have movement back there. They may be blurry balls, mm-hmm. you know, to the television audience, but there needs to be movement. Otherwise, it's a it's a dead screen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So that's really exciting because I've mm-hmm. always wondered about that, mm-hmm. um, like building the backstory for characters yeah. that aren't like the main characters yeah. you would mm-hmm. see and relate to. Mm-hmm. So part of your job is kind of doing that filling that in you know giving the actors context would yeah. would that mean that you'd have to really know the script does yeah. it mean you'd oh, clash yeah. with the writer at all with anything or, well, or as give an ideas? assistant director you don't have any contact with the writer okay that's the first ad might have contact but they're not helping with any of the um changes yeah i mean an actor if they have a concern they usually go straight up to the director they okay. might even go straight to the writer okay um and usually a phone call is made to the producers because <laughs> yeah. the writer doesn't usually have the control for changing something like that mm-hmm. okay um I do, if you've got your regular bullpen people, and right. this is something we had to do on ER. I don't know if you remember that show. But oh, yeah, definitely. There were tons of people in the hospital, right? Yeah. right. Well, you still had to have a handful of people who were there every time. So that it was like, oh, I recognize this person subconsciously yeah. or consciously. Right. These are some, and then you, I mean, we had easily 100, 200 extras mm-hmm. every day. So someone thinks about yeah. that, like, because that ER lasted for about, what, eight seasons? Or? Uh, no, I think it was 12. 12 wow. So 12 seasons. So yeah. you consistently you have to have, yeah. at some point, at least for two or three seasons, the same amount of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. If a person walks through. Well, it was a great the, job yeah. for the key background people because right. they had a solid job for as long mm-hmm. as they wanted it. Right. Um, my sister worked briefly on Star Trek, and those wow. uniforms, they actually needed a commitment from background artists because those uniforms were sewn for the measurements yeah. of the background artists because they wow. couldn't have loose mm-hmm. uniforms this is supposed to be yeah what is it i forget the federation of planets or whatever yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah don't, don't ask me yeah <laughs> so they had a, a you know the main people on the on yeah. the deck right mm-hmm. but they didn't speak right um and when somebody would leave you know it would usually be years before somebody left yeah my sister happened to be there when somebody left and she fit the uniform so oh. she became one of the regular crew members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then once in a while, if you're lucky, mm-hmm. they'll let you say a line or two, and then your rate goes up for the day. Exactly. Um, but yeah, every show has some people that the audience can recognize as a regular. Otherwise, yeah. it's like, wow, where they have a high rate of turnover <laughs> yeah, exactly. at this hospital. Nobody right. ever looks the same. I mean, right. you can change the... the um, patients all right. the time yeah. but you need to have some regulars and then yeah. fill it in with whatever mm-hmm. but that's so true because i think that would affect me psychologically to look at you know er look at the doctor's room or, or star trek and mm-hmm. look at the the captain's uh deck yeah and not be able to say oh yeah i've seen that person before because it makes yeah. sense that they would have some routine people well and you might not notice it if they weren't there but when they are right. then it's like oh here's some regular people right. i mm-hmm. whenever um you know Captain Picard is there, then yeah. we know that so and so is on the same deck working. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, there that's that regular crew up there. If you had the yeah. crew switching all the time, then it it would be weird. You yeah. Know? Well, it was a fun little trivia before we move on. Mm-hmm. I want to obviously talk more about, about your career. Uh-huh. But your sister, you said Star Trek, was it the original series or Star no. Trek Generation? No, it's um Enterprise. Oh, okay. The one Star Trek show that did mm-hmm. not go seven years. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it went yeah. three. It might have been two. But yeah. I, I worked only mm-hmm. in the very beginning because I was a trainee on the show. Oh, wow. I worked mm-hmm. on the pilot. Yeah. And then the first couple of episodes. 
my sister came on as a background artist when I was there. Yeah. And then they'd call her once in a while. I want to say it was several years later mm-hmm. yeah. that they called her in. She was actually also on the episode where they have like an alternate universe. And whenever okay. they have an alternate universe, yeah. there's always like sexy outfits. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she had, uh, she and one one guy. Yeah. yeah. They were the ones that had the sexy outfits. I have no <laughs> idea what the guy was wearing. It's sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> but she had a... Um, the top just covered her breasts, oh, right, wow. and, yeah, and yeah, tucked yeah. in, so there was no um, possibility yeah. of reveal. Right, and the, the um, pants only came up to her hips. Yeah, and she could not sit down <laughs> because oh, no. if she sat down, then there'd be a lot mm-hmm. of cleavage in an area that <laughs> yeah. you really don't mm-hmm. want to yeah. have cleavage. <laughs> yeah, and when she actually left, you know, on a break to go to lunch, yeah. she had to wear a jacket. Right, not because they're covering the uniform; you're on the lot, mm-hmm. but yeah. so people. So she wouldn't get too much attention. Exactly. <laughs> and that Mercy. uniform that yeah. she wore actually sold on eBay for over $1,000. Whoa. Please tell me she got some money from that. No. Because uh, she didn't own it. Yeah. The, the show. But it said, as worn by oh. Cecilia Specht. And it was hilarious because they were making it seem like yeah. she was some big actor. Which now, now she may be someday. listening right now are typing into the computers. Yeah. For, for that. that is uh, Cecilia with two E's. Oh. And Speck that it's looks like spetched so <laughs> if anybody wants to look her up that is great trivia that's amazing yeah, that's, that's really cool yeah that's awesome so um you've worked on a lot of different shows yeah. yeah can you name your favorite and just your experience on those sets well i have to be honest i've mm-hmm. never watched any of the shows i worked on except <laughs> one and only after i was on it mm-hmm. uh, malcolm in the middle yes yeah. i was hoping it was that one <laughs> yeah and um that actually wasn't my favorite experience it was yeah. until my second to last show my mm-hmm. second to last show was medium oh yeah. and it was just such a great crew yeah. you know and you know you hear in awards people go i my appreciation to the crew crew they were the best crew in yeah. the business mm-hmm. yeah um i think most of the time they're just saying that you right. know because most of them really don't know the crew <laughs> um but on medium the actors knew all the crew the crew could talk to the actors you know, like mm-hmm. normal people um and just everybody was real supportive so many yeah. times you're on a crew and something goes wrong and people want to point fingers right because mm-hmm. they're protecting their job and that never happened oh, on wow. that it, even mm-hmm. amongst my own department the assistant directors mm-hmm. it was just so supportive and we were so looking forward mm-hmm. to the eight, uh, seventh season yeah and came christmas time i think a month before christmas they suddenly canceled the show oh wow so oftentimes a crew, you know, whether it's electric or camera or assistant directors, right. if you know this is the last season, you have plenty of time to find another show and right. possibly take your yeah. whole crew with you. Right. But this happened so suddenly that we just scattered because mm-hmm. it was kind of like every man for themselves. Yeah. Because you needed a job. You couldn't wait for right. your boss to mm-hmm. find a job to bring you on. And that was Fox? Um. No, I think it was CBS. CBS, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody out there yeah. knows and will correct us. Right, right, of course. <laughs> Some of the other shows I worked on, as I mentioned, ER, right. um, Star Trek Enterprise. Right. Mm-hmm. I also worked on um, CSI, and people yeah. go, which one? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. The first one. Yeah. That's why I didn't designate it. <laughs> the original CSI. Um, mm-hmm. Criminal Minds. Oh, wow. Um, Brothers and Sisters. Right. And there's a, I'm sure, I know there are others that I'm forgetting. But... On your IMDb page, I think it said Alias. Yes, thank you. Alias yes. I worked on. Yeah. yeah. Did you get to meet and talk to Jennifer Gardner at all? Or? Yes. Okay. And J.J. Abrams was also, he was a showrunner, right? Yes, that's okay. right. He mm-hmm. would come through once in a while. Did you Did you get to talk to him? Yeah, he was there yeah. one time with his son. Okay. And I didn't really know who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I was chatting to him and then suddenly it dawned on me, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kind of like yeah. before he became really big. True, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was still recognizable back then. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm surprised I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, there are a few, I shouldn't say a few, more than a few exceptions of actors I worked with who were really difficult mm-hmm. yes. or needy or or however you want to say it. I am hesitant to mention who they are. Yeah, that's fine. We won't, we won't have you rat anybody out. Yeah, yeah, but if you see me go like this behind the chair, yeah. then, I mean, I'd be happy to talk about them in right. person. I do all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in a public forum, yeah, uh, probably not. But interesting is there are really not as many um, difficult people out there as you might think. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And there are some actors who you would think were difficult. Like, I have a feeling. I'll be happy to praise people. Right. Sally Field 
It's not like she's warm and cuzzy. Yeah. Cuzzy. She's not warm and fuzzy. But she is such a professional. Okay. She mm-hmm. was there anytime they needed them. Yeah. She was always just focused on the job. Right. Um, and oftentimes she'd be in her room or trailer working on the next job, whenever right. that might be. Right. You know, because brothers and sisters ran a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, she was, you know, there. And yeah. you could approach her. Right. And talked to her, but you sort of had to make sure she wasn't working. Not because she was fussy, but right. because you wanted to respect her work. Yeah, of course. But one time I was in an elevator with her, and it was just she and I. And I told her some amusing anecdote, and suddenly she just burst out laughing. Nice, nice. And I was like, whoa, where did yeah. that come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Sally feels she's, like, would would she classify as, like, Hollywood royalty at all? Or She just had such a long, lengthy yeah, career. Yeah, she, well, she still does. Yeah, of um, course, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's an audience today, you know, under 40 that maybe 30 yeah um who don't know who she is mm-hmm. right. besides her recent television work right they probably don't even know that she played um mrs lincoln and lincoln i was just gonna say mm-hmm. that's the recent the most recent movie i've seen her in yeah mm-hmm. she was great in that and then we she saw was also her in maniac in maniac on, on netflix, netflix. That, oh i haven't seen it yeah no. but i i you know mm-hmm. sally fields is she's such Field, a great no s sorry yeah sally field she's I, just, great... I say that because she says that oh, okay no wait what <laughs> <laughs> she she has been known to be a little um, prickly oh. about the S. Not in person, but she hates it when it's in the paper or something yeah. like okay. that. Okay, so mm-hmm. Sally Field. She's not going to hunt you down. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, if she does, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's I'd true. I'd be like, hey, hunt me down. Yeah. <laughs> and she is a petite woman, but she's got a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. She seems yeah. like a bigger woman. Well, okay, before we move on, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, I've talked to you about it before. Mm-hmm. But um, do you have any fun stories from, from being on that set? He's just a huge fan of Malcolm and Yeah, I've, I've watched yeah. it at least almost twice through on Netflix. and I'll tell I mean, you this, yeah. working with Brian Cranston mm-hmm. on that show. Yes, yeah. We all knew he was a genius comedian. Yeah. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. We, right. No one ever thought anything about him doing dramatic work. Right. But he was so funny in the scenes, but awful, also behind the scenes. Yeah. He was just mm-hmm. a funny guy. And we thought, why is this guy not getting nominated a right. year after year, he doesn't get a nomination. And mm-hmm. then finally, yeah. I can't remember if it was last year or the second to last year or whatever, he did get a nomination for Best Supporting Actor yeah. in a Comedy, and he didn't win it. But mm-hmm. it was like, ah, oh, finally. Right. And uh, and the we, woman who played Lois, I don't know her act, yeah, um, actor's name. Um, oh, my gosh. J- uh, Jane Kesmerick. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, fantastic lady. Yeah. Really nice. Um, full of energy, yeah. full of care. I shouldn't say really nice. I wish uh, it's not like it's you know how in LA sometimes there are people that are like, "Hi, yeah. how are you?" <laughs> yeah, fake she nice. was very real nice. Yeah. You know, very you know. So she wasn't um, you know trying to kiss up to you yeah. or trying to win over your right. um, affection, mm-hmm. but she was just a normal gal, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And um, I, she was great to work with, mm-hmm. yeah. really great. Um, and I got nice little token gifts really from her and brian and a director and a producer and a camera department when i left wow I, you know i was only there for 50 days that yeah. was mm-hmm. my training period right, right right but we all got along great and they had this tradition where on your last day <laughs> for anybody they would sing happy birthday oh <laughs> yeah it did had nothing to do with your birthday but yeah. it was just a tradition yeah. they had right well we were working on they don't have a back lot at CBS Radford. What Mm -hmm. they have is a big parking lot. (laughs) And we had set up a carnival or fair back there. Mm -hmm. Right. But we were only allowed to shoot so late because it was right next to a suburban neighborhood, like Mm -hmm. just over the fence. So at 10, we had to shut everything down. Right. So it was my last day and they came out with a cake Mm -hmm. and they started singing happy birthday to me, (laughs) but in a whisper. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, I remember when it happened, I just, tried to look at every face so I would remember it because yeah, moments like that you just you just yeah. forget oh and yeah I just looked around at every single mm-hmm. face and I thought how cool is this the director mm-hmm. who was there Ken Guapas is a yeah. huge name mm-hmm. now in both comedy and drama um the producer was there and like I said Jane and Brian yeah. and um like I said the camera department and it was just so sweet yeah and then some of us went to a, a late night restaurant afterwards like 10 mm-hmm. of us yeah. from different departments and Brian went with us Wow. That's so yeah. cool. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. So I think he may have even picked up the tab. 
mm-hmm. um, though he may not want that known because yeah, other yeah. crew members <laughs> yeah. may w- expect it. Right. Um, but yeah, every we all knew he mm-hmm. was an amazing talent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Jane, Jane just he has done this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, right. She hasn't had, I don't think, anything that has stuck. Yeah, like as Breaking well Bad or with, something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, she is an incredibly talented woman. So mm-hmm. if anybody's out there yeah. looking <laughs> for a Jane Kasmerick type, I'd call Jane Kasmerick. Yeah. Definitely. I hope Definitely. I'm saying her name right. Gosh, I hope yeah. I think so. Yeah. You want to correct us? Let us know. Yeah, because yeah. it's a tricky last name. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But Brian Cranston's pretty easy. But mm-hmm. I, what I love about their relationship on the show, mm-hmm. even more than even what the kids were doing, mm-hmm. is that they were very authentic as a couple. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, and they showed that side uh, throughout the entire series mm-hmm. of just like fight, but come back and make yeah. up. Yeah. But also the unitedness together. Yeah. Uh, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. But I never saw. I guess I saw a little bit of my home. Yeah. But I related <laughs> to like. The mom kind of taking care of everything, and she's yeah. like, she truly is a leader. Right. right? Yeah. And the, the husband was yeah. just like running around, yeah. doing her bidding. Every once in a while, he stand up and do something. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like that was such a departure from the typical. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the like, first one to do yeah, that to right. show sort of the rawness of a family life that's yeah. real. Yeah. Right. You know that the kids really act like this, that the parents really mm-hmm. act like this. They all love each other still. Right. But at the same time, they all have to tolerate each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? I do have one little story I want to add. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, no, please. I doubled for Jane's legs. Whoa! <laughs> which episode? Yeah. It was. You know, it was the episode where. Um, Brian's character, whose name I forget the name of the character now. Um, oh, how? How? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, became an artist. Yes. Yeah, and he yeah. was doing really funky, <laughs> weird things, mm-hmm. and because of that, he was becoming more um, romantic. And okay. they ended up cutting it out, but the camera mm-hmm. was supposed to be on Jane's uh, uh, from the f- knee down, right. yeah. showing her step into the bedroom, and then they follow this path right. of, of rose petals right. up to Brian on the bed, and it looks like he's wearing nothing. <laughs> yes, yes. And he's only got rose petals over the important parts. Right. And Jane was like, "Do I have to be here for this? I mean, you don't see me." And they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you can go home." But her stand-in at the time was mm-hmm. pregnant, oh. so her oh. legs were a bit yeah. um, swollen. Swollen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jane's like, "Okay, what are we gonna do?" And I lifted. My pants lift up and said, what, is, what do you think of this? It's nice. just perfect. I'm out of here. Nice. Yeah. So I was doing this. I just rolled up my pant legs and wore the, the, yeah. the mm-hmm. um, bathrobe over it. Right. And Brian has a line of some kind of hello, you know. Like, <laughs> so that was that was you and him. Yeah, and between takes, I was like, Brian, I hope you understand. I can't look at you while you're doing this. <laughs> right. And he just said, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. That was another thing too about the relationship is how raw they show the sexuality. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. again, like you know, I, I grew up in a very conservative home. Yeah. So like talking about that. Yeah. No. Yeah. But like they showed it on screen in a very tasteful way. Yeah. yeah. That was still good for kids. Mm-hmm. And families to watch, yeah. and then the the body the body shapes they weren't like you know super hot model looking yeah. people, yeah. and the hair you're oh. just real looking, yeah, <laughs> really very real, yeah. yeah. And it's just like I can totally see yeah. that scene right yeah. now in him and his you know tidy whities. Yeah. Oh no, there was know. no tidy whities. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, <laughs> when I first met Brian, the first yeah. day I worked on the show, right, um, my boss said, "Oh, you might want to knock." on the door of mm-hmm. the hair and makeup trailer and wait for them to tell you to come in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Because I knew that you just knock and then you say, um, stepping up right. in mm-hmm. case a makeup artist has a pencil near somebody's eye. And when I say pencil, I mean like eyeliner. Yeah. Um, and I knocked, but it immediately opened the door. And there's Brian Cranston, who looked like he was totally naked. <laughs> and he was spread out like, you know. With the like, hairy back? He was sideways to me. Okay, yeah. And all I could see was... I could see that he was wearing what they call a um, vanity. I'm not vanity. Sorry, <laughs> modesty. Yeah, <laughs> like modesty underwear. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's flesh color, yeah. but right, it's right. g-string. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? And he's standing there, and I'm seeing across him with the, and he's yeah. like the Venus. What is it? The Di- Leonardo Di- uh, DiCaprio. Leonardo oh. da Vinci. Oh, um, Venus de Milo. No, no. the what, what man? The Truvian. The Truvian. Oh. Vitruvian? Okay. I didn't get more culture. I didn't yeah. even know. I was thinking like the David statue, Jesus. I so I walked in and I looked at him and I just stopped in my tracks. And, yeah. and Brian looked over at me and just said, hello. Yeah, I was just going to say like, yeah. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm the new trainee. He goes, I'm Brian. Oh, my <laughs> Nice goodness. to meet you. Something like that. It yeah. feels like he hasn't changed at all then, like throughout the years. Now, it'd be mm-hmm. really great to see him in a really good comedy. Yeah. He's done some comedies, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think they really showcased 
his ability. Not like yeah. not in the middle, no. Yeah, I think this guy could do a really yeah. funny comedy mm-hmm. along those lines. Right. Somebody yeah. just needs to write a good film for it. Because a lot of the comedies right now, mm-hmm. um, they're good, but they're yeah. really specific to the actors. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody's really written something like that for Brian. No, definitely. Brian, yeah. we call, we talk to each other <laughs> yeah. every day. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Cranston. I, w- I would think mm-hmm. maybe the last movie that could have fit his, um, like, his acting would be like Little Miss Sunshine, but yeah, maybe something like that along yeah. those lines. But mm-hmm. I haven't seen a movie like that in, in since Little Miss Sunshine. So yeah, yeah, that's a great film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great mm-hmm. film, great film. You're a woman. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just found out. What do you know? What are the, what are the chances? But yeah, so like as a female working in like a male-dominated industry, what uh-huh. is that like? And did you sense any difference between like your job as an AD and mm-hmm. like maybe a man doing the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. The mm-hmm. funny thing is, you know, I'm a good, I'm probably twice your age, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be different for you now. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much different, but it will be different, significantly different that I'll notice. Maybe you won't Mm -hmm. um, now with the whole Me Too movement and the fact that people are waking up and saying, yeah, this has been happening for a long time. I can't attest to other businesses, but Mm -hmm. the film industry has been incredibly sexist Mm -hmm. and lack of diversity um, forever, Mm -hmm. you know, since the beginning right Mm -hmm. so i worked from 2000 to about 2012 Mm -hmm. and the assistant director department usually has more women than others not not necessarily i mean i was on a team where i was the only woman three men Mm -hmm. but the rest of the crew the only time i ever saw a woman anywhere in the rest of the crew was in that camera department um i've seen loaders um, which you don't have anymore because nobody shoots film Mm -hmm. and i have seen a camera operator but that was only when the dp was also a woman Mm -hmm. which is the only time i saw that um so you're surrounded by a lot of men Mm -hmm. and the crew um are you know the workers they're they're strong they're for lack of a better description and by no means is this an insult they're blue collar workers um and they're hardworking, yeah. right? So you're spending 12, 13, 14 hours a day yeah. on this set, and you really do become like a family. It's mm-hmm. sometimes a very dysfunctional family. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, some shows, those families are more, you know, happy than mm-hmm. others. Um, but even just dealing with my own department, I just always chalked it up and said, okay, this is what I have to put up with. It's Mm -hmm. the film industry and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to pay your dues, so to speak. And Mm -hmm. you can't really say anything about anybody because it'll come back to haunt you or you're seriously going to lose your job. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily going to fire you outright, but they'll do something so Mm -hmm. that you lose your job. Um, And I didn't really think about the effect that it had on my career until the Me Too movement happened Mm -hmm. and I stopped and went hmm let me think back wow I did not have to put up with that Mm -hmm. it's not like I suddenly remembered stuff that happened I just suddenly realized that all the stuff I put up with that other people other women had to put up with um, it was like okay I realize now that it was just wrong Mm -hmm. it was just wrong some of it was minor you know like a teamster saying when I was walking really fast hey, I like your moves, you mm-hmm. know, um, to a, a electrician mm-hmm. brushing the crumbs of a cookie that I just bit into mm-hmm. um, off my chest. Wow. Wow. Yeah, saying, oh, hey, let me brush that off for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, I actually had somebody one time say, I don't know if it's because you're lazy or because you're a woman. Hmm. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> um, that was probably the hard thing that yeah. hurt the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have to say, I wasn't lazy. Um, mm-hmm. I was a woman. <laughs> but it, it was somebody who was really, really macho. Yeah. yeah. You know, so anything that they were going to do, mm-hmm. you 
it was really, really subtle. Yeah. And you think back and you're like, okay. I did have one really great job opportunity on a really, really good show. And mm-hmm. I can't mention it. Otherwise, people will know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and an assistant director had to tell me that he would not be able to call me back for day work or hire me on full time because his wife would leave him if he ever had me back to work. apparently he had talked about me too much and then when she came to visit one day on set Mm -hmm. did not like the fact that I was younger Mm -hmm. and more attractive than Mm -hmm. her so I was like you gotta be kidding me I'm going to lose out on a it was a big show that ran for many years Mm -hmm. so it's like I lost out on that employment which in that in that position I would have been making a hundred thousand a year minimum wow you know minimum mm-hmm. um and it would have set me up for my pension mm-hmm. um and and all that and instead I struggled to be a day player for years I I had full-time work for half a season on alias and I had full-time work for a full season mm-hmm. on um without a trace oh yeah mm-hmm. but other than that it was day playing which you're a freelancer and you're you're just trying to find gigs yeah. you know all the time yeah. so mm-hmm. And you can't say no, because if you say no, mm-hmm. then you fall to the bottom of the list, not because of being a mean thing, yeah. but they're going to call the next person. And then when they need another job, they're just going to go back to that last person. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it's really hard to get back up there in, in the view. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're afraid to say no. I mean, I was at my grandparents' house 350 miles north of uh, Los Angeles, and I had just gotten there at night and I got a phone call saying we need we'd like you to come in for an interview mm-hmm. they had no idea I was out of town and I wasn't going to tell them yeah I said sure I can be there tomorrow at 10 I got in my car and mm-hmm. drove all night well it's six hours mm-hmm. seven tomorrow hours to get there wow. for the interview and it, and I got it it was mm-hmm. alias I got um I was like I said yeah. on there for half a season wow and my grandparents were cool about it mm-hmm. you know so it's funny, almost every time that I planned a trip to see my grandparents, mm-hmm. I'd get a job. <laughs> so I was like, I got to plan more trips yeah. to see my grandparents. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just think... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's crazy how the... Like, that's just how society was, that mm-hmm. you didn't even recognize what was happening. Yeah. And it took, like, this whole, like, awakening. You got woken yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and it's... Um, and also because you're low on the totem pole. Yeah. That you think that's part of it. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm low on the totem pole, so this mm-hmm. is what they do to... Before you rise up in the ranks. Mm-hmm. Right. Not realizing mm-hmm. that the men aren't being treated the same, because in the assistant director department you're rarely near each other mm-hmm. each assistant director is off doing something else yeah. yeah so you don't see what's happening to the other people mm-hmm. you might hear them complain about this and that but it was never regarding some kind of discrimination regarding their gender right you know um and or it was amusing stories and then when you told your stories you had to make them amusing yeah you're like oh well this just happened ha 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 mm-hmm. you know you don't want to drag the mood down well not only that but you get labeled as a troublemaker oh wow. you know or a complainer right mm-hmm. and right. then they're like well we don't want to work with that person yeah. not because they're being mean but like you said bringing the energy down right. they want to bring work with people they want to work with competent people definitely mm-hmm. yeah but it's people they like kind of can overcome a certain amount of incompetence yeah mm-hmm. I, I, a competence is kind of a strong word but Somebody can be somebody who's not as good as the other person. Yeah. But if they like that person, they'll oh, always yeah. go for them over mm-hmm. the other person. Oh, yeah. Because like I said, you spend 14 hours with right. them every mm-hmm. day. You don't want somebody around yeah. that's not like. going to be a, a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think we sometimes you see those scandals where like, you know, the head of some studios sleeping yeah. with somebody and getting them gigs. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's just those relationships. Do you think a part of the problem like now that the Me Too movement is helping to solve Mm-hmm. with Hollywood is the fact that everything's based on relationships and who you know. Is there any way to break that system or is that still a good system but we just need to be well, have more know, integrity? Well, you know, it's like or... every industry. It's yeah. who you know. Yeah. You know, and for the longest time I thought, oh, who you know, like somebody big and important. No, you just need the person who's hiring mm-hmm. your position. Right. I have worked in many... Um, jobs where somebody got the job because they were related to somebody higher up yeah which is a bummer because somebody might come in who really wants the job who really needs that break but they don't know anybody right Mm -hmm. and then somebody's relative who most of the time is not nearly as qualified (laughs) if they have have any qualifications at all right they don't even understand or appreciate how difficult it is usually to get that position yeah Mm -hmm. so they're they do come off spoiled right Mm -hmm. you know they just don't know they don't understand that there are people out there who would 
do everything short of killing someone mm. to yeah. get that job. Right. Um, it's very competitive. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, if you know somebody who's higher up and you're their friend or their relative, it does make a difference because yeah. they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, being an assistant director, you have to climb the ladder in a certain order. Right. You know, and it will take a decade or more to get up to being the first AD or uh, unit production manager. Oh, wow. Yeah. It takes a long time if you're doing union work. You know, if you're non-union, you can probably get up uh, faster, but then you have to find the trick of getting into a union show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you know somebody higher up, they'll be looking out for you and it's like, oh yeah, you did a good job as a second AD on that show. Let's have you come and be the first and Mm -hmm. they'll give you a break. And if you can handle it, regardless of how stressful it may be or how much you're pulling your hair out and no longer seeing your family yeah. uh, because you're trying to make up for yeah. the, the education you would have got by working those years right. they, they're giving you an opportunity yeah. that mm-hmm. somebody else didn't would have had to work a lot harder for and they'll also let you slide and keep you on the show longer true. for mistakes that you make and I, I don't want anybody out there saying oh that's not true it's true yeah. I mean <laughs> this is true in every industry Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. and people make a point of it in the film industry but it's true in any industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think they probably have better checks and balances in other industry, mm-hmm. industries so that um, there's not so much blatant um, um, sleeping around. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in Hollywood, it's always been something like, oh, yeah, well, that just happens. Yeah. You just have to put up with it. Yeah, that's really, really just terrible. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. Fortunately, I was never in that you right. know yeah. position to have that happen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you heard about it about some people – and I have to say, I I would go really. Does that still happen? Because yeah. it sounded like such an old 1950s yeah. thing right to do. And mm-hmm. it's not until you actually somebody else is close enough to you to tell you their story. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's not until you bl- build a relationship with somebody okay. that they feel yeah. comfortable right, telling right. you what happened to yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, did that sound like gas passing? Just there? <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. Yeah, why I rubbed my shoes together. I was just thinking about Wizard of Oz. I was yeah. thinking about you clicking oh, heels. Oh, clicking my heels. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... it's mm-hmm. it, Some people are kind of over the whole Me Too movement. They're like, oh gosh, another thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's it's happening in the press all the time. Right. But that doesn't make it not true. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not less valid. Yeah. It just means, hi guys, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And the thing that bothers me is there are definitely people who take advantage of it, mm-hmm. which then brings the whole thing down. True. You know, it's like that you're lessening the impact of somebody's real experience. Yeah. Right. So... It, and unfortunately, there are people who do that. Yeah, you know, who go forward and say, "I'm going to sue so and so because this happened," and they're mm-hmm. just like a small bit of validity to it, if right. anything. Right. So unfortunately, you know, mm-hmm. those stories too get a lot of the press. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this was fake. This was fake. This was fake. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have to. You, you, I don't know. I look at people like that and go, for shame. Yeah. You know, you really, really messed up this. Uh, set us back. Right. Step. And I don't mm-hmm. mean us necessarily just women. I'm saying whoever mm-hmm. is um, being held back. Yeah. Yeah. Just bring us all down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. are a big connoisseur and a big lover and a, uh, yeah. a specialist really in this in the classic film yes um, part found of the film out in... my secret yeah <laughs> my very open secret yeah so can you, can you talk about that and what denotes a classic film because me i'm gonna say toy story is a classic film how how many years old is that <laughs> it's uh 1995 oh okay uh for me i'm a purist so okay. anything mm-hmm. 20 years or older okay can be classified as right. a classic but mm-hmm. it doesn't just because they're old they're not classic yeah uh, a lot of people miss use that term and they say classic for old movies yeah Yeah. i'm one of those people sorry so please educate me (laughs) well again i'm a purist there are other people who say well yeah you can have a classic that's three years old yeah Mm -hmm. i believe that you need time and distance right to Mm -hmm. really be able to assess a film right um because you know whatever came out yesterday and is hugely popular Mm -hmm. well does it really stick in the you know public's mind years later yeah does it have the legs yeah to be something of, um, I don't know, value is not right, but to be um, 
Valid? No, valid's not the right word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think but, valued to be valued. Yeah, and then for mm-hmm. it to work in like relevant. Multiple, That's relevant. the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Multiple that is generations. It still relevant. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And relevant can be about you know a cartoon or animation, right. and it can be about a comedy. Yeah. Um, but is it like there's several films in the history of the Oscars that have yeah. won that I'm like, what the what? Because yeah. <laughs> they they had they were of the period of the right. day, and right. they just haven't held on they don't translate well no not at all and you're just like okay they made a huge mistake and there was these other films of the year that have gone on to be like amazing classics that are very revered and they weren't even nominated right Mm -hmm. you know so yes I believe that the film has to be at least 20 years old so every year you know we have another batch of classics right Um, and certainly Toy Story so right now you just have to go back to 1999 yeah Mm -hmm. and anything older right Um, you know like I said it just has to have uh, this uh, this it quality yeah Mm -hmm. as that they have often um, applied to actors they have Mm -hmm. something they have it yeah Um, that resonates Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I I was gonna it kind of bothers me a little bit though to think maybe I'm getting old and I'm thinking <laughs> as an older person. But Avengers Endgame, uh-huh. biggest movie of all time, as far no, as box office. Uh, unless you adjust for inflation. For inflation, right. So that will be gone with the win, I believe, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. So, Aven- By the way, when you adjust for today's dollars, yeah. Avengers only is, uh, Endgame is, uh, I believe, 17th. Right. Right mm-hmm. behind Titanic? No, right behind... Well, it's either Avatar or Titanic. I can't yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, go on. Oh, no, Sorry. that makes sense. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really a stickler for that. <laughs> no, I, I, we have to, that's that's what I was going to get into. 20 years from now, mm. you know, you get students into your class and they're mm. like, yeah, classic film, Avengers Endgame. Are you going to, like, just shed a tear? Or are you going to, like, oh, yeah. you're right? Or... <laughs> you know, and it's funny when you say you're getting older because yeah. there were the films that we grew up with. Right. You know, whether, you know, whatever decades you grew up in yeah. high school and, yeah. and grade school and so right. forth and even in your 20s when you're going to the movies a lot yes. right when you're actually going to the movie theater um and you stick with that in your head and so films that have either come out at that time or later you go yeah. that's not a classic right mm-hmm. even though it might be 40 years that have passed or yeah. 50 years you're like that's not a classic it's <laughs> yeah. not old enough and then you're like oh wait a second <laughs> this is now the same age as this other film that i highly revered when mm-hmm. i was that age right. you know so mm-hmm. there's this sliding ruler of in your own mind yeah um but yeah i i tend to look at 70s and older for myself oh that's fine because yeah. of mm-hmm. you know being stuck in the idea that the films that i saw in my day yeah can't classify as a, as a classic mm-hmm. but that's wrong yeah so um so you're trying to stay objective about it. Yeah, I try to, yeah. but so when students do bring it up, I sometimes groan and say, yeah. wait a second, <laughs> that, that is that age. Yeah. Most of the time nowadays, the students think an old film is a film that their parents watch. So that's yeah. not even 20 years old. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Sometimes it's five years old. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they go, wow, that's a really old film. Didn't that come out <laughs> five years ago? Yeah. And I, I just shake my head going, okay, yeah. you have to understand what an old film is. And then they get confused about classics when they, mm-hmm. oh, Casablanca. Wasn't that made in the 70s? Oh. You know, so, uh, turn yeah. 1942. Yeah. Um, Great film. Great but, film. you know, that's, yeah. you know, and then I have to remind myself that they're students. Yeah. You know, um, one time I said to this kid who was in my intro to film class, um, I said, you know, like The Godfather. And he said, what? And I said, you haven't seen The Godfather? And he said, hello, intro to film? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. They're here to learn. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us about, like, you know, some of your favorite classic films? Well, that changes all the time. Okay. Um, and it's so hard to pick just a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I won a, comp- a contest um, at yeah, TCM. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain what that was? Yeah, yeah. Turner Classic Movies. Mm-hmm. It's a shows classic movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been around since 1994. They're in their 25th year. Um, the last, I want to say, I think six years, six years ago, they had their first competition where a fan right. would do like a 90-second um, intro mm-hmm. to a film and they posted it and then people voted or I think actually the network itself decided on the winner. Very cool. Then they didn't do it for, I don't know, like three or four years. Mm-hmm. They brought it back three years ago and the idea is if you if the powers that be at TCM like your intro the most, then you get a night of oh, wow. intros. So f- 
depending on how long the films are, three or four films mm-hmm. to That's introduce. Cool. And you sit down with Ben Mankovic and you get to do the intro. Well, I won this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I this I did my mm-hmm. entry at the film festival because they had this stage set up yeah. that you could go up and they filmed it for you. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I was like, you know what? This is hassle-free. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to film something and figure out how to post it mm-hmm. and send it, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I, this is going to sound ridiculous and I hope nobody gets mad about this, but I did it on a whim. You know, I was standing <laughs> waiting for something in the lobby of the Roosevelt. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they're doing this and there's no line. Right. Okay, I'll go up there. Opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I first got the email saying I won, I really thought my husband was pulling a joke on me. <laughs> I, I, I turned and asked him and said, did you happen to send me something that says it was from TCM? Wow. And he's like, no, no. Wow. And the funny thing is he didn't ask why I was asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't tell him for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then when... You're verifying all the facts. Yeah, <laughs> make sure it was, yeah. it was real. And then when I did find it was real, they told me I couldn't say anything until yeah. they announced it. And so I couldn't tell my mom or my sisters who are huge TCM yeah. fans yeah. about it until it happen um mm-hmm. so that was kind of hard to keep but um yeah i will be on the air the monday of, th- of thanksgiving week okay hey let's look out for that yeah and i go into i haven't recorded it yet yeah but when i do i'm mm-hmm. going to be introducing four of my favorite films nice. that are my favorites right now i don't mm-hmm. know what they will be in a year there you go uh but uh, 1939 goodbye mr chips okay mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it you've got to check it out yeah, I need to mm-hmm. see that. Uh, it's the same year as gone with the wind okay. and the quality of that film which was also nominated for Best Picture, it's mm-hmm. right up there. Right. It's, you know, it's different. Yeah. And it's kind of a quiet story, but it, I just love it. And it's yeah. about mm-hmm. a, a teacher, you nice. know, mm-hmm. so it sort of goes hand in hand with my interest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, another film that I'll be introducing is Sherlock Jr. Okay. Which is a silent film, Buster Keaton. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want to say it's from 1924. Wow. Um, and I show it every year in my History of Cinema class because mm-hmm. uh, it's just a, a, a fun short being I think it's 40 minutes long yeah film to introduce students to silence that oh wait this isn't something I should stay away from I shouldn't be afraid or just poo poo that's how old I am (laughs) poo poo Um, the film just because Mm -hmm. it's in black and white and it's silent right Mm -hmm. you know it's just such a wonderful film and then uh, the third film is uh, The Thing from Another Plant oh sorry The Thing from Another World okay Mm -hmm. which is a 1957 mid 50s Um, and the thing from 1981 right. is based on that film, or I should say the story oh. that that film is based on. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's, I love it. It yeah. doesn't have any big stars. In fact, it doesn't mm-hmm. have any stars at all, right? The actors yeah. are, nobody would know them today. Um, but I just, it's, I'm not sure how to describe it. It's not like the the cheesy sci-fi films of the same era yeah and it's not as slick or glossy as like star wars but yeah. it's a good film that makes you believe that what's happening could possibly happen right. except mm-hmm. for the monster but the whole idea of a flying saucer landing and the way yeah. these got people handle it right. it just it and they have a camaraderie it's like it's a very serious thing but they have still have light moments of a little bit of comedy yeah i should not comedy like ha 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 but like oh okay that was funny yeah. that he still ribbed his friend even though they're in a tense moment right yeah now. Mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and then the last film that i'll be introducing has been my top two three films for like the last i don't know five six seven eight years mm-hmm. wow. L- lilies of the field okay i've heard of that one too 1963 yeah it was nominated for Best Picture, even though it was a little film, and it got beat out by one of those movies that I think is should not happen. Um, she thinks it's you guys trash. can check it up, look it up, and find out for yourselves what one. Yeah. Um, and it's the film that um, got Sidney Poitier his Academy Award for oh, Best wow. Actor. Yeah. And sometimes people get confused, and I think it was from To Serve with Love or or In the Heat of the Night or Guess mm-hmm. Who's Coming to Dinner. Right. No, it was for Lilies of the Field. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's a black and white film. It's yeah. such a neat story. Uh, this traveler who stopped to help these ladies who inherited this farm, mm-hmm. and he keeps getting suckered in to help them. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good little light film. I would p- put it on par with like Little Miss Sunshine. It's not really? as... It's not as funny like that. Yeah, there are fu- yeah. comedic yeah. moments, but it's not as funny. But it's like that kind of production value right? Mm-hmm. where it's a simple film that just ended up being a huge hit because yeah. people like it. Yeah. And Poitier, as you may know, was mm-hmm. the first African-American yeah. male right. to win an Academy Award. Yeah. Right. He, In fact, he was the only second 
African-American mm-hmm. yeah. to win an award. Hattie McDaniel won a Best Supporting right. in Gone with, Gone with the Wind yeah, yeah, exactly. in 1939. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it was almost 30 years wow, yeah. later before another mm-hmm. African-American received an award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Poitiers, oh my gosh, he's he's so good in mm-hmm. anything. If there's somebody out there who hasn't seen a Poitiers film, yeah. <laughs> you have not seen a Poitiers film? I haven't. I need to see it. I- I, I do. We, we I want to show him because I have Michelle, the Blu-ray. I, you, Michelle, I know. You should be educating him. <laughs> well, I have the Blu-ray. Guess who's coming to dinner? And I we keep talking about like, yeah, oh, we so should watch that together. Watch yeah. You haven't seen it? No. I've seen Roman Holiday though. Okay, but she wrote a really good review for yeah. one of my classes mm-hmm. about yeah. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. It was right. so good mm-hmm. I posted on my website, ClassicFilmFan.com. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, hey, plug yourself. Yeah. Plug yourself. There you go. Uh, so you know, mm-hmm. did you at least read the review? Which actually no. you probably shouldn't before you see the movie. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to spoil yeah. myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's funny that I say don't read a review before watching the movie. I think reviews should actually be more informative than and talk about the quality of a film, right? Rather than and the I don't story think people, details. Well, and you appreciate it mm-hmm. more after you've seen the film, right? And then mm-hmm. you can also disagree or agree with the writer. Yeah. So it's more of a um, collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, experience. That's that what I like to use reviews for. Yeah, that yeah. you're almost yeah. engaging in a conversation with the right. reviewer, mm-hmm. right. um, as opposed to oh, this person's opinion. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, see the film, see the film, see the film. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> see anything by with Poitier in it. Even if I think there's a couple films he was in that the film itself is not that great. Yeah. But he has never given a bad performance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, the really interesting thing about Poitier is other than this western that he did, that I think he directed. Um, he looks the same in every film. The wow. man is timeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's Doesn't classy. Age. Yeah. So you don't have like trendy looks yeah. on him. And that tends to keep those films um, that, um, relevant. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, relevant. So, because mm-hmm. again, he's not a trendy guy. Yeah. So he the, that film, other than it being in black and white, which right. some people have a problem with, mm-hmm. and there's an old Rambler um, station wagon. Yeah. And um, there's one slur that's said in the film yeah. that you really wouldn't hear today without a massive fight happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which Sidney Poitier gets his own back by repeating that slur back to the person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds worse than it is, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a subtle thing, but you wouldn't hear it today. No, mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, and I don't want to tell you because it's, it's a great moment in the film. Yeah. But besides that, that film could have been shot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Lilies in the Field. Of the field. Leaders of the field, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and if you want to look it up, be sure that you only put one L in the middle. <laughs> I'm always yeah. putting two L's in the yeah. middle. Just one L. It's yeah. a great film. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Um, you got to see it. Anybody has yeah. got to see it. Okay. So I have, I have some homework to do. Yes. But also, uh, to win the contest for TMC. What TCM. Was the, uh, TCM. What was the, 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 the movie you intro? It, it was um, um, Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know how I came up with that movie at the last second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe it's because I thought, oh, he's a teacher and I can go on about being a teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. I winged the whole thing, which is <laughs> surprising awesome. for me because, yeah, I can wing things in class, but mm-hmm. here I was on a stage with a microphone and a mm-hmm. camera. And a camera, yeah. It's and, a little different. And you don't want to stumble, right. you know, because then you'll have to start over again mm-hmm. and then you'll never say anything the same again yeah. Yeah. right mm-hmm. i there's if you watch it i'll send you a link yeah. you'll see i at one point i'm like a little <laughs> take yeah. a big breath because right. <laughs> i'm trying to collect my thoughts oh, in my yeah. head but mm-hmm. um yeah it was fun yeah. i was i'm mm-hmm. very excited about doing it oh definitely i'm gonna make sure all my students watch it i'll yeah. give them extra credit right. for it <laughs> if they don't watch it i might take away a credit right. <laughs> um, and then they can all write a review they can all write a review <laughs> yeah. it's like, well you know you didn't uh, say this right or you looked scared or we, something like that. are you gonna have them watch all the intros and then also the movies to go with the intros you know that's a great idea i think so Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should just have a viewing night in my backyard. Yes. With yeah. That screen that we have and yeah. invite everybody over for four hours of movies. <laughs> no, invite, invite us. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, it's a Monday night, so <laughs> the next morning's going to be rough. I gotta take, take, get early off of work or something. Yeah. But yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been, I've put it on my social media about mm-hmm. it. I've put it on my Facebook page, classicfilmfan.com. Yes. Um, <laughs> on my Instagram, which is Classic Film Professor, mm-hmm. and my Twitter, which is Classic Films. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different handles because you. You, you know, you go on there and somebody mm-hmm. else has your right. handle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to get them all on board, but right. I've got to wait for somebody to give up. The- give it <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. So she's waiting for someone to die, essentially. Yes, no. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. No, give up the ghost. She's building the brand. Building yeah. the brand. Yeah.
thank you so much for your time being here. We can't let you go without discussing one more thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we just like when we have someone to interview, uh, we want to like asking this question: Is there a story that you're dying to tell? Oh man. Um, and, if, and if you're not, if you don't want to share, then that's yeah. totally fine too. Oh wow, there's so many of them. I couldn't really choose, but I had this story a long time ago that I yeah. came up with um, that I called Tomboy. Okay. And, Another film has come out since then called Tomboy, <laughs> um, and it's sort of similar because yeah. it's a my story is about a young girl who's just about to have her first period, mm-hmm. oh, and wow. during the film she does and yeah. she hates it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the worst thing that's ever happened to her. I right. actually haven't seen the other film. I know it involves a young girl, but yeah. I don't know what happens in the mm-hmm. film. I should probably see it, um, but yeah, my my concept is about the difficulties of that point where suddenly you are a separate gender. Ooh. You know, because when mm-hmm. you're a kid, yeah, you don't think about it. Well, from I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure I know there's a lot of little girls mm-hmm. out there right. who are little girls and right. little princesses, right. and for the most part, you know that the pl- parents have planted those ideas mm-hmm. into their head. Yeah. I grew up a tomboy. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I grew up in Santa Cruz. And it was a hippy dippy town. I would always describe it as Berkeley on the beach. Yeah. So there was not. I don't remember any of that right. gender identification yeah. happening when I was growing up. I, yeah. I used to wear the neighbors' hand me downs, and my neighbors were all boys. You know? <laughs> nice. And my brothers' hand me downs. So yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. You know, and I did not like being. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Identified as a girl and being pushed to the side, categorized, mm-hmm. yeah. and sort of being pushed to the side as yeah. a girl. Yeah. Um, so. That's a story I would like to tell. I also would like to include the fact that her mentors yeah. in the film are these like tough biker chicks. You know? And the interesting thing too with, within that is that some of these biker chicks will be lesbians and mm-hmm. some of them yeah. won't. And some yeah. of them will be of different uh, d- a diversity. Yeah. You know? right. And the idea that at that age where everything's changing is mm-hmm. trying to figure out these thoughts in your head yeah mm-hmm. you know like what does that mean right you know exactly. to me mm-hmm. you know and does that can i still use this person as a mentor yeah mm-hmm. even though they're different from me yeah. mm-hmm. um so it's just that kind of idea of this coming of into your own personality right, right because right. before you hit that age where you're just beginning puberty or yeah. like pre-puberty <laughs> right in puberty yeah um you're not your own person. You're really your parent, an, ex- mm-hmm. an extension of your parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the time where you're really coming up with your own ideas. Yeah. And it, it can be scary. Oh, yeah. Owning your own ideas and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And questioning what your parents have already taught you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even like, well, do other people think this, yeah. you know, around you? That's when you suddenly become awkward. Yeah. yeah. So that's my story that I would so, like to tell. Kind of, mm-hmm. tell me if I'm wrong. Oh. I could be flat wrong. I was kind of mm-hmm. seeing like a lean on me, but like... Ooh. The, but the girl's just a girl and then all her friends are like these older women biker chicks kind of thing and yeah. they go through this experience together that's kind of a good way to pitch it okay. that was really good you get an A <laughs> yes. yes awesome yeah. yeah and then would the inciting incident be her having the period or yeah. would it be so okay mm-hmm. would be her because you know it, the idea is that her parents you know she's the youngest of the family her yeah. parents she's the tomboy tomboy mm-hmm. and then when she makes this change it's like oh gosh yeah <laughs> Oh gosh, she's she might be turning into her sister, who oh. you know is going to be like somebody who's more traditional female, right? Yeah. Shopping, which right. I hate to say that it's such a <laughs> yeah. stereotype. I hate it when you it's a bad cliche, yeah. Oh my gosh, you yeah. hear it on the news, and it's like mm-hmm. really people yeah. were still using that cliche, right? And I just used it, um, but you know, pretty prettying themselves up and falling falling into cliches, right? Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way, right? I won't go over into the cliches because it'll sound like I'm being, you know, <laughs> narrow-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like, how do I balance these cliches or do I make my own path? Right. Yeah. You know, so. That sounds good. I think that would yeah. do really well now, especially yes. that yeah. people are really... Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody out there is interested in this story, yeah. you can contact me at Carrie at classicfilmfan.com. Exactly. Which yeah. is really my email address. Yeah. The A24 yeah. studio... Uh, a twenty four, yeah. Yeah, I think films. I think they, that that could pick it up. Mm-hmm. And right. I will pitch Michelle to be the director. Yes. Oh, thank you. Absolutely, I uh, can trust it in your hands. Thank you. Yeah. You, Jesus, I don't know. No, I'm just sit back and <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm just sit back, relax. You and... can support her. Exactly. Yes. No, I, I like I said this. I'm ready to just become like a, a at home husband and let her career just you know bloom and I'm good to go. I like that. Yeah. Take care of the kids. Yeah. Have a second childhood. I, it works for me. Does mm-hmm. it work for you, Michelle? Yeah, it does. There we go. Yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's said. Exactly. No, I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right. Well, 
thank you for listening to the Musty Crane Podcast. This has been an episode with Carrie Specht. Mm-hmm. And we would just again want to thank you so much for being on the show. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, really. can, you, can you plug us plug us again everything that you you want to share? Oh uh, well, classicfilmfan.com. dot com. Yeah. Uh, on Facebook, I'm the same. Yes. Instagram is Classic Film Professor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter at Classic Films, and I am working on a book that hopefully I'll finish in the next year. Oh, cool. Where I'm interviewing a bunch of famous people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, about their favorite classic movie moment, not necessarily favorite film, but moment okay. to benefit the Motion Picture Television Fund retirement community. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's hopefully will come out. Mm-hmm. In the next year, <laughs> does that have a name or? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. called Classic Visions. Oh, cool! And the information about it is on my website. Okay, awesome. And in any uh, movies you're working on or TV shows? Well, uh, there's a movie I'm working on mm-hmm. for the university that okay. I work at, um, La Sierra University. I'm working on a uh, tribute film for the centennial celebration in 2022. Oh wow! When I say tribute, it's about one of the most famous, proudest moments, mm-hmm. which was helping students who were interned during World War II right. mm-hmm. and the pre- then president helped get them out. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a true story yeah. and uh, I'll be working on it for the next year or so. That's awesome. And then mm-hmm. uh, when when or how would people be able to watch it if, if any? Well, it won't be yeah. until after 2022 because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to show it for the university first and right. then probably do the f- festival circuit after mm-hmm. that. And okay. if I'm lucky... Then maybe it'll get on PBS yeah. for short film yes, showcase or cool. um, Sundance Channel or mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. You know? So we'll see. Or somebody buys it and wants to make it into a feature. Yeah, yes. that'd be nice. Uh, to our Musty Collective, if you have any projects you're working on in 2019, please let us know by posting on social media with the hashtag, hashtag the Musty Creative. <laughs> <laughs> and we will share it on the show. And uh, that's all we have time for. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes and find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and anchor.fm slash musty. And now it's time to shower up. Gives them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.